0: No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around.
1: You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers.
2: We've been kicking ass for 200 years.
1: And those of you who are familiar with
3: it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation
1: away from extinction.
0: You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury.
3: And good morning. This is Phil Stargell, and this is the Abolitionists Roundtable of Michigan. And... We have in, uh, in, in the studio this day, we have Bruce Fleury, co-host, and Ron Edwards, co-host. Uh, Bruce is going to be leaving uh, shortly uh, at the bottom of the hour. So I want to get him in and let him do his little uh, uh, effort this morning, and, uh, and then we'll take it from there.
0: Well, good morning, Ryan. Good morning, uh, Phil. Good morning, Derek. I will uh, tell you, it's uh, it's windy out there and it's cold. Where's where's that uh, where's that climate change, Phil? Where's that, where's that <laughs> global <laughs> <morning>? <laughs> That good old global warming. My goodness, I can't, that thermostat's like a yo-yo, guys. But uh, you know, I saw some really disturbing uh, uh, news coming out of Canada. Uh, the uh, just within the last 24 hours, it seems that the Ottawa police I really started cracking down, and I I mean physically, literally cracking down on the truckers in the uh, the convoy that uh, has been rather successful at what it's been doing, you know, in uh, in disrupting things uh, at uh, you know in the uh, shaking things up in the uh, the establishment uh, capital of Ottawa, uh, as well as down here at the Ambassador Bridge. Uh, I saw police officers charging these protesters these patriots these canadian patriots that uh that uh with billy clubs and i didn't see mace or anything like that but they went to town on them. they were they were destroying the property busting the windshields of the car of the trucks uh they were kicking and arresting on unlawfully in my opinion without cause uh, without good good cause uh the uh the truckers one one especially disturbing scene, and I don't know if you saw this, Ron or Phil, was of a trucker, an elderly man, who was a, w- doubled up on the ground, clutching his chest, saying he thought he was having a heart attack. And the cops did nothing. <clears throat> nothing, Phil. Nothing, yeah. Ron. And Dennis Prager raised a good point, a real good point yesterday, about... Trudeau, or as I'm starting to call him, Justin Clouseau, because he screwed things up so royally up there in, 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 in Canada. I'm going to start calling him uh, Mr. Clouseau, uh, that the man is a communist. The man, yeah, he, yeah. he may not come out out and say it, but he's a communist. He's a fan of, he was a fan of Castro. He gave a great eulogy. He gave us this, this this real heartfelt eulogy when the when this mass murderer, this thug who employed Che Guevara. Remember him, guys, Che Guevara? <laughs> oh yeah, hitman. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah. And he praised China. He said Phil and he said Ron that he admires the Chinese dictatorship because of the, its efficiency in turning the economy around on a dime. Now, guys, I it's bad enough, isn't it? Bad enough that we have one communist nation ninety miles off our shores, without having another one on the verge of becoming a communist nation. Right across the Detroit River.
1: Yeah. Well, we have an entire communist continent, basically, to our south. To our south our yeah. Chinese, China basically owns South America, as well as owning Africa, as well as owning millions of our acres of our farmland, as well as mm-hmm. owning some of our cities that were given over to the to, to indirectly to the United Nations, like New York City, which is owned by the United Nations. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how we're going to dig out of this. Uh, there is a way to dig out of it, but I wonder if we have the intelligence and the will, as a whole, as Americans, to do this. We I don't can, think we we can get rid of all of this, but yeah. Americans aren't willing to in mass. We should have, when those truckers took over Ottawa, we should have done the same thing in this country, and I mean in mass. Two hundred million Americans should have said screw it, like they did in Poland under Lech Walesa. And mm-hmm. let let the whole thing just dry on the vine, because if it's not, if we don't cut off the lifeblood of this monster, it's going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. They're going to become more uh, 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 bold, emboldened, and the more time they have to do what they're doing, the less they're going to give a rip. They'll let people die or get sick, or like you talked about that trucker, and not give a darn. More yeah. and more of our, these so-called great police officers are joining. Uh, the, the, with, with the mentality of the government and will brutalize us because yeah. they feel that the American people have been stupefied to the point where we will, uh, you know, grab our ankles, bohica. Here, here it comes again. And too yeah. many Americans do have that mentality. Many of them are my own neighbors here. I see it.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that, uh, that that's uh, due to 50, 60 years of indoctrination about mm-hmm. America's Founding documents being up, making America a democracy. This is not a democracy. Yeah, uh, and, they, and, and so uh, in Canada, they don't have a constitution. They don't have a, a a clause that said you should be able to be secure in your in your person and in, in your in your private papers. Mm-hmm. Where these people are talking about uh, going after. The documents that these truckers have in their investment, it'd be on that truck.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
3: definitely. You're talking about not letting them uh, renew their license and their insurance. How right. much
0: privacy is that? And and, in, and instead of the White House, instead of a Donald Trump standing up and saying, hey, Justin, you you you're you're, you're going about this all wrong. You've got to stop this stuff, and you got to start respecting the rights of your citizens. We have Joe Biden, who's not only <clears throat> uh, working hand in hand with these people, but he is also uh, get he also has the has uh, the the FBI now has established a cryptocurrency arm. Okay, uh, the Justice Department is 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 doing all this other stuff too, and yeah. it's getting to the point where. Not even, not even your, not even your money's gonna be safe anymore. They can they come can in and take it whenever. It's, they want. it's
3: not safe now because the, the Democrats are handing <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. It's way beyond drunken sailors. I mean, so, <laughs> <laughs> I so. I know. I That's a famous line that Reagan used. It's been the, of course, that's a, that statement would be unfair to drunken sailors. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, it, 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 it's. Well the thing is they, they, they I, I told I told you, uh, Phil, that you know, there's the uh, there's this uh, uh saying going around we're five years behind Venezuela. It looks like yeah. we're maybe five months behind Canada the way at this rate. It, exactly. And, and and what do we see every time a Democrat
3: gets up before the American people, they're talking about uh this is a, a threat to our democracy. This huh, yeah. is a, something about uh, this being a democracy. Nobody is talking about the limits that the Constitution puts on government. See, because if you don't limit government, you're going to get what exactly we have with the Democrat Party right now, where Absolutely. they're wildly spending money and 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 contemplating <clears throat> spending even more,
0: mm-hmm.
3: even though we have uh, the the uh, the most. To horrific tax of all inflation that is roaring, and, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and every American yeah. citizen is is, yeah. is paying for it. Well, you know what you know what uh, Paul Volcker did back in uh, back in the uh, back in the uh, Reagan administration when we had this double digit inflation. On, all of a sudden, he had to he had to hike interest rates twenty percent in order to to get the economy to you know to to a cool down. Down a little bit to the point where inflation was going to start going down. Um, hey, Derek, I know we had. Uh, I saw we had Milt on the phone, Milt Harris. Um, can we go to him uh, real quick? Milt, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. What, what do you think?
4: Good morning, good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Ron. It's good to talk morning. to you all again. I would just like to be brief this morning and say that I am praising the the people in Canada, the truckers in Canada. Uh, who are fighting for liberty, okay? They call it freedom, but they're really looking for liberty. And I'm saying that we in the United States should praise them, support them, and let the people know, uh, the totalitarians know in Canada, that we will not spend our money there, we will not travel there, we will remove our finances from there, that we will show our support for them in tangible ways to let them know that we will not succumb to the communist of uh, fascism in the north, nor the communist uh, fascism in the south. We are in the middle of two opposing forces that we don't need to be a part of. And we must stand up and let people know this is the home of the brave. If Donald Trump was in office, they would not have done that. Because Donald mm-hmm. Trump would have let them know, we are going to cut you off from us by doing what you're doing. But because we have this communist, China Joe Biden in there and his apparatchiks there, they're getting away with it, and we should not let it happen. And I'm saying to the people in your audience and around the world is listening, when these truckers get through going to Washington, D.C., they say they're going there, they should go to the southern border, put a border of trucks on our border, and secure our border the same way that they're trying to promote freedom in this country again. And I'm telling the Republicans, they encourage people to go to the border sometime this spring. People go there and commit ourselves to protecting this country. Because if we don't do that, Bruce, Phil, and Ron, these people will take over. They, they will put us in a vice. We already got China Joe Biden, who is a neo-communist, in the middle, and they're trying to subvert this country and turn it into a pure communist country. And then we got Canada, and then we got Mexico, and we got all these other enemies. We are the lone superpower. We better act like it, because if we don't challenge these people and make them know that we will not stand them to take our country away we're going to lose it like ron i think ron said that we must stand up to bruce bill and ron and tell the truckers when you come get through coming to uh washington dc let's take them same trucks down there to the border let's try to get, encourage people to let's have a day every month that people just civilians if they can go down there and help these uh people down there who are protecting our borders because if we don't do that we're going to lose, and we're on, the, we're on the brink of losing now. So I'm saying to people, be brave, have courage, don't back down, because there's nowhere to back down, too. If we lose this country, this is yeah. it. It's over. Yeah. So to That's you right. all, I'm congratulating you all, and I want you all to keep promoting, because the Democrats, whether you want to admit it or not, are the party of communism, racism. They are those people. And they are the enemy, and we can't play nice. We can't be Mr. Nice people. We're dealing with evil people, evil. Right. And so I want to say this morning to everybody out there, let's promote getting citizens down there to the border, those who have the time to support them, and let's support Canada. Remove your money, your finances, and stop traveling there and let these people know we will not. We, we're going to say, well, I think Churchill told them when they were fighting the Nazis, We'll fight you from border to border, something like that. I'm not, I mean, in, pay- in, in, pay- a- in, in, the- in the streets, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we
0: fight
4: know, we'll, we'll fight you on the sea, we'll fight wherever he, whatever he said, that's what we better do, okay? Yeah. So, to well, you well, all, I thank so you. Keep y- up the good the work and I appreciate the time. So Take care you. now. God bless America. God bless yep. America. Thanks. But
1: thanks see, God. that and see, that ties in to what I was talking about how we have to en masse say no. But say no with our feet, with our actions, we have Uh to do a better job of electing officials, even in the Republican side. Everyone thought that, including me at one time, thought that Greg Abbott, the Texas governor, was a great guy. He's full of as much uh, crap as anyone else. Remember a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, that is, they said that they only had three weeks worth of work left, uh, according to, you know, to fill up Donald Trump's wall. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if that was true, when he said that they were already had the money and they started building the wall, 30 foot high, the same kind of, that, that Donald Trump was building. Mm-hmm. Well, why is it that if they were building the wall at the pace that they were building, or they said that they were building it, on a, a, a football field length per day, it would have been filled by now, if that's what they were doing. Because when you look at the, the current photographs, on the one one of the few networks that shows you one American news. There's been no work. It's just as wide. You have twice as many people coming through this past January as last January. Sixty-five thousand were released in this country by Uncle Joe. Released, and so our, every, it's like everybody's lying on, on you know both parties. And Greg Abbott sits there in his wheelchair, talks about what a great job they're doing but they're doing nothing but building false hope while the democrats are screwing us and the republicans are giving us false hope pretending that they're doing something they like james brown said they're talking loud and saying nothing yeah, yeah. so we are we are between, between a rock and a hard place and another kind of a place hell itself mm-hmm. so we but but as bad as it is We can defeat this simply. It won't be easy, but it's simple. It means we have to just say no and say screw them and stop. Stop the motion Mm -hmm. because we're the straw that stirs the drink. As long as we continue to stimulate the economy with our actions, they will always have the means to screw us. And the only way to stop it is to stop moving ourselves because my gentlemen, audience members, if we don't, they're gonna kill the economy anyway. Look what they did well, to Venezuela. And, There's and, nothing left. Yep. Yeah, nope and left it all.
0: And, and the know? rats. Are and the do? rats, Ron.
1: Yeah, they're all gone.
0: <laughs> Dumpster diving.
1: <laughs> yeah. The dumpsters are empty, man. They're living in the dumpsters. Yep. Well, you, you saw Venezuela go from
3: uh their dollar being uh fairly stable to it being worthless. Oh, and,
0: man, yeah, Weimar, Venezuela.
3: Yeah, and, and, and those same patterns are developing here. And mm-hmm. again, the socialist-minded Democrat Party continues to, to want to continue spending. This is why I've said over and over and over that I am so skeptical of this red wave that Republicans oh. keep pushing for. You see that, that yeah. there, there, there yeah. is, yeah. you know, there is something that just don't add up in my estimation, because yeah. all of the signs point to things getting worse, and Joe Biden comes out and says we 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 got created a whole bunch of jobs, and people are supposed to believe that that is a true statement, and and too many people do believe it they do believe it but they didn't believe Donald Trump with all of the evidence of the economy being re- fully uh, uh you know animated no uh they didn't believe that and the media certainly would not allow that news to get out fully like he uh, like he was saying and the republican Congress, Mitch McConnell and and, uh, oh. and Paul Ryan, they 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 did nothing to assist this man in his yeah. efforts. But look what they're trying to do. They're always trying to find a compromise. Yeah. They're always trying to find a way to uh to cross the aisle, and that's where we uh make our mistake. We allow
1: them to continue to capitulate to the to the left. Because many of the Republicans are in bed with the Democrats and it's all like a Hollywood acting job. It's, it's, it, that's what it's about. It's like two parties. It's one party of the, of, uh, pretending to be two parties. And you have a few good people on the Republican side like Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few others. But other than that, most of the Democrat, I mean, Republicans are also of the same mindset of uh, uh, whoever, of any Democrats you can name. Uh, some well, look, 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 look at look at Kinsinger. Compare Kinsinger with uh, Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Joe Manchin right. is more honorable than than Kinsinger. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you think about it. Yeah. Mitch McConnell is, didn't he say didn't he say that what Trump was doing was not his was right. not his his agenda? Him, him and Paul Ryan.
0: Yeah, yeah was not uh, his not agenda. My agenda. Yeah.
1: So so that it's not it wasn't the, the Democrats' agenda either, was it? So it's like, hey, they're playing the same game. They they continue to rely on what they call what Bob Dole said in the halls of Congress. They depend on the American people in their mindset that doesn't know what the hell they want. That's what Bob Dole thought of of, of the American people. He Mm -hmm. said that in the halls of Congress. And guess what? He was a Republican. That's why I say more and more when I look at the Republican Party, I'm smart enough to look to pick out the individuals who are good, mm-hmm. but most of them are full of crap, just like uh, they have the McCain type mentality. They're they're mm-hmm. they're icky. They're just they're they're no good. They're worthless. They're like lukewarm. As God says, you're lukewarm. I'll spew you out. They're no good. That's mm-hmm. why the American people. We have to under because it's like Milt was talking about. So and, and you guys were talking about the Constitution. We have to look at that and 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 basically shake it the constitution in the faces of these so-called lawmakers and say this is what we're about and this is what we want
0: and
3: the thing is that uh that popularity uh is is some type of virtue just because you want to uh, you're in favor of doing things that make you popular like giving money away like like coming up with programs that are useless and have been in existence for 40, 50, 60 years, and still nobody wants to to, to get rid of it because they are popular. And right. and Democrats depend on that because they will they will spend every dime of your hard earned and my hard-earned money in order to buy their way into popularity, even though. They're taking this country into full-fledged communism. Talking about democracy.
1: But well, you're if right. The, if the people were taught correctly in both the schools and the church, they mm-hmm. they couldn't get away with it. They can't get away with it with you, Phil, because you know better. You That's have a, right. you have a moral code. You That's have right. a backbone. If more people were taught right from wrong concerning these things, and even taught based upon the long-term effects of policies, both good and bad, and convinced that it is best that we remain a constitutionally limited republic. These things are no longer taught. Yeah, and And, and you know
3: what, and that gives me the only uh, 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 hope of uh, of this country maybe recovering from this, Mm -hmm. is that the movement started in the public schools where the parents say, wait a minute, you know, we are the ones that make those decisions, not that's
0: some right. bureaucrat or some some school board. You know, nothing. Yeah even, about the in, yeah, even the people in California are beginning to wake up in San Francisco. They they recall <laughs> three school board members, including yeah. the president. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good start, but it's yeah. not nearly enough. We got a clean house all across the country, guys. That's okay, right. well thanks. Okay, guys. I'm gonna have to uh shove off now. Uh we got a great guests coming up, uh uh, uh, Ron, uh, that and uh, you've uh, you did a great job lining him up, and uh, you guys be hearing from him at the uh, after the bottom of the hour break. So, I will see you all next week. Take care and God bless, and have a great weekend, and stay safe out there, everybody. All, all right, you
3: okay,
0: take care, guys. Bye. Right. So, so,
3: so this is the uh, the the, the hope that we have because the one thing that we always do in this country is look out for the next generation. I though those guys that handle the money are, are, are certainly not looking out for that next generation. Yeah. But if, if this movement sparks that, that interest in protecting the livelihoods and the, the well-being of the next generation, Mm-hmm. This will this will save this country. Yeah. And this is how important it is that that uh that the people continue with this uh this clean trying to clean out these schools, because when it should have been done many, many years ago.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, clean up the pulpits too.
3: Yes, yeah, I agree. So we are. Uh, uh, hear the music, folks. We uh, are going to go to break, and we will be back with the rest of the show at right after these messages.
0: You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600.
3: And we are back. And uh, we are going to go to the interview section of this program today. And uh, Ron Edwards has a very, very timely guest that he's going to take the interview and uh, present it to you. So take it over, uh, Ron.
1: Thank you. Thank you much, uh, very much, Phil. Um, it is my honor to present to you, you, the uh, wonderful audience of, um, of Art of Michigan. Uh, his name is Tom Caldwell. In my opinion, he's an American hero. Uh, he was in Washington, DC on January 6th. Um, I was there as well. I'm so sorry that I didn't get to, didn't meet him, but something really happened uh, that was very horrible uh, because he was there never entered the capitol building but because he was there the minions of uh, the federal government decided to uh, brutalize this man in the middle of the quiet of night break into his home and chain him up and take him to to prison to the american gulag and so we're going to talk to tom about this his situation and um, you know i'll let him share his story hello tom and welcome to art of michigan to the abolitionist roundtable. Oh, thank round you
2: very much, Ron. It's good to speak with you again, and to, to speak to all the listeners out there. It's, it's an honor for me to be with you today.
1: Yes, and uh, man, I tell you, um, I you know we already had an inter- one interview together, but uh, your story is uh, one that uh, just cannot go away. This is something that uh, is very reflective of the condition of our government, of the condition of our country. So, tell the folks uh, what happened. Uh, you were there January 6th uh, enjoying yourself amongst the many uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans who were there because they love this country and uh, take it from there.
2: Yes, sir, um, my wife and I went to uh, our nation's capital uh, to hear the outgoing president give what we thought was going to be his final address as president. We, like so many uh, of your listeners, I'm sure have watched the president's rallies across the country for for years and we said we've never been to one let's do it so it was a husband and wife thing it was a crisp and cold but otherwise pretty lovely day in washington dc uh... we went down to an area called the ellipse for people who are not that familiar with our capital think of it as the place where they normally light the christmas tree on the white house lawn right there that's where the president was going to speak and uh... we got there quite early and uh, there were probably a half to three-quarters of a million people who finally got there. My wife and I arrived about 6 o'clock in the morning, and the, uh, the crowd was uh, incredible, wrapping all around city blocks just trying to get into the, uh, into the ellipse. Actually, they had a few seats there, but most of us stood. And during that time, during that day, we sang the national anthem, America the beautiful. We met people from all over this land. Um, it was just really, I, I called it a love fest. And then uh, after the president had spoken, he said, We're going to walk down to the Capitol and make our voices heard. Now, Ron, you know, but your listeners on the program here today don't know, but I'm a pretty severely disabled guy. I do the best I can. Uh, I had eschewed my normal cane that day for a a big dowel like uh, the ones that you have in your closet where you hang your clothes, and uh, I had affixed an American flag to that, and that was the staff that I used so that I could walk that long distance down Constitution Avenue. Got down there, again, so many people all around the Capitol, up on the steps, up on the balcony, singing and being joyous. My wife and I spent most of the time, I am ashamed to say, because of my... My severe back injuries that I got in the defense of our country, uh, sitting on a, a dry fountain on the concrete, uh, just going, oh, I'm so glad I'm here, but, woo, I'm suffering. And then uh, hey, Tom, after a while yeah, we did, like quick. so many other people did, we just faded away. Hey. So we hey, Tom, left. And it quick. was a wonderful day. We had no idea of the storm that was to come.
1: Hey, Tom, and real quick, th- I, th- I th- just th- want to say, before you go any further, I just want you to uh, repeat what we most of us already know, but was there anything that President Trump said that indicated that he uh, was urging people or telling people to go down there and do any kind of violent acts or anything of that nature?
2: There was nothing of that nature and I'm glad that you asked that question because there's, there's been this uh, accusation that's been pounded around through what people call the lamestream media but I was there, and uh, I've also seen honest film clips of what the president said. And it is, as I represented it here on Art of Michigan, um, he said, we're going to go, we. So to me, that was we the people. I was excited because I turned to my wife and I said, is he going to speak down there, too? Is he going to speak at the Capitol steps? And uh, he said, we're going we're to walk down to the, uh, to the Capitol and make our voices heard. There was nothing about doing any violence, none of that. And I would also like your listeners to know most of of the day was absolutely, as I called it, a love fest. There was no problem. Now, there were many, many people around, and and it's hard to get the flavor of this. I'll I'll do the best I can, but there are people who are chatting on their phones. Don't we see that all the time? But now you're almost shoulder-to-shoulder with them, and many of the people were... in contact with friends at home or wherever those friends were watching on the television, giving updates. And they're saying, oh, people have gone into the Capitol. This was sometime in mid-afternoon. I, it didn't really matter to me. I'm sitting there rocking back and forth with my back pain. Anybody that suffers from spinal injuries knows what I'm talking about. You just kind of rock back and forth like, a, like an old hobby horse. But uh, people were showing these things, and, and I was to find out much later that it was really occurring on the other side of the Capitol. It sounds ridiculous, no. but when no. you walk no, from White House, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: You never got into the Capitol. Am I am I correct? You never made it inside the building at all,
2: oh, or that's, anything that's like correct. that. Correct. And I had no desire to do so. Uh, we were just there, like I said, to to hear the president. And then there were lots of people. Let's walk to the Capitol. It, it's it was very beautiful. I never went in. I never had a desire to go in, uh, I didn't see anybody I knew who went in, I didn't tell anybody to go in, and uh, it was exactly as I've described it to you.
1: Now let's get into the, to, 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 to the meat of the matter. Uh, the, the brutes, the, 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 the jack-booted thugs of government came to your home in the dark of night, am I correct? Uh, can you describe uh, for us what uh, went on at, at, at that time?
2: I certainly would be glad to do that. Uh, it's, a, it's a difficult story to tell, but things that are coming out um, uh, indicate that a lot of other people had a similar situation. So I, I'm not unique, although I, I thought that the uh, the brutality that my wife and I were subjected to was performed with such incredible relish that it, it's really on a I-can't-believe-it scale. It was about 5.30 or so in the morning morning. Um, uh, along with all of my medical conditions, I sleep with a CPAP machine um, <clears throat> because I stopped breathing in the middle of the night. And uh, I was awakened uh, in a start by my wife saying, The FBI is at the door, and I'm not kidding. And so I'm going, What? What? So I stumble out, and uh, this is going to be a bad visual. I'm a. a overweight old guy, here I am in my skivvies, I stumble to the door, I didn't dare reach for my cane because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I go to the door with a cane, somebody's going to think that I'm trying to oppose them, I've got a weapon. But I opened the door and it was, it was right out of a nightmare. There was a, a huge um, armored vehicle with a battering ram, sort of like what we saw years ago in Waco, Texas, right up against the side of my house bright light shining in my face, people screaming, come out with your hands up, Tom Caldwell, come out with your hands is the FBI. I'm going, okay. Now, this is a January morning. Again, I'm in my skivvies, no shoes and all that. Walk out on the porch, take a couple of steps down. Man, they snatched me up like I was a rag doll. Dragged me across my lawn, uh, threw me face down on the hood of uh, some kind of uh, an official vehicle, Uh, put a chain around my waist chained my wrist together with standard handcuffs and then affixed them to the chain. And I'm going, what's going on? What's going on? And I turned and I looked back to the front door of my home from which I had exited, and there was my wife standing there in her nightshirt with her hands out to her side. Her hands were up, and the lights were on her, and they were screaming and screaming at her. You couldn't really even tell what they were saying. And that's when I noticed all of the red laser pointer dots from their automatic rifles playing across her face and her chest. And I want to tell you and everybody listening to Art of Michigan today, that's an American horror story. And I said, I said to God, I said, please, please don't let them murder my wife, please. And that, that was the first of many times since this nightmare has begun that we're still living in that God the Father answered my prayer, and uh, I, I, they, they didn't blast her, and they dragged me away, and it was quite some time before I knew uh, that she hadn't been roughed up and that she was all right. And I'll tell you, for Let me ask you, me ask you time, real
1: quick, before we get into the details of what happened to you when you were in the gulag, uh, what was going through your mind at this time? You're, you're in this, you, you're, you were celebrating liberty earlier in the day had a good time, you're there with Americans, you never went to the Capitol, and you're in, in the middle of the night or early in the morning, this is happening to you. What is going through your mind as an American experiencing things that that happen in, in typically in Third World or Communist nations? What Just tell us what was going through your mind at that time and seeing your, your wife getting uh, uh, decorated with red dots.
2: It was uh, surreal. You keep... Thinking, this can't be happening, this can't be happening. And yet, you know, the pain when, they, when a, a thug jams his knee into your lower back, uh, they step on your foot, they push your face into the metal, you know you're awake. And I was just going, what, what is going on? And of course, saying, what is this? What do you, what do you want? You know, who are, who are you? Why are you doing this? And it was always, shut up, and then expletives and so on and so on. And like I said, when I saw my wife in that peril, I really, there was nothing else that was sensible to do uh, more than call out to the father. Because if I tried to intervene in any way, if I had called to her, even if she had heard me, I was fearful. And, you know, your mind is the most powerful computer on earth. So many things were playing out in my head in a nanosecond. And I didn't want to call out to her because if she makes a false move, somebody might plug her. And that was my great fear. Um, these, these people, these monsters, and I would say, uh, I didn't stop to count them, but there were at least two dozen uh, people there with automatic M4 rifles, uh, full-body armor, you know, these terrible masks. Uh, like I guess they think they're the modern-day equivalent of a cross between the Waffen-SS and the Millennium Stormtroopers from Star Wars. Um, and they were, they were. I think they were enjoying themselves, and I, I just couldn't believe it was happening. I, I knew I hadn't done anything wrong, and no one would even tell me. I thought this is this got to be uh, a mistake. This has just got to be a mistake. But it turns out it wasn't a mistake. They planned this all the all the way. I, I always try to find the humor in it, and there's no humor in this. But my wife had said later on, many months after I was finally freed from that prison hell in which they threw me shortly after these things I'm describing to you. She says, you know, if somebody wanted to talk to my husband, if the FBI wanted to talk to my husband, they could have sent a Girl Scout with a box of Thin Mints to the door, and he would have come out and sat down and talked.
1: Yeah. Hey, okay. Now let's take, us, let's take it to the Gulag. Um, what kind of uh, treatment uh, did you receive there? I understand that uh, they even kicked you and they kept you in a, uh, a solid, I guess, cement room that was very cold. And sometimes you were without clothing and things of that nature. Um, gosh, just, just describe the, the gulag treatment.
2: The, the, the place where uh, I existed, um, I, it was about a 10 by seven foot concrete box, for want of a better term. Uh, no windows uh, steel toilet in the in a corner that looked like it had never been cleaned you know um, there was a there was a sink with water that ran out uh, with things in it you'd have to sort of strain it through your sock if you had one just to be able to uh, drink it but um, a giant steel door at the end um, I described it as um, it, it was like a concrete often. I was cut off from, from everyone, everything. In terms of the treatment, the, the stuff that passed for food, forget it, but I, I was routinely roughed up. You know, after they, after they strip your clothes off of you and after they search every portion of your body, if you know what I mean, uh, and I laugh and say, I, I don't know whether they were while I was there training to be proctologists, but there seemed to be a lot of interest in uh, a certain cavity of my body. And uh, to them, that was a big joke. Anytime you were removed from your little um, prison dungeon for purposes of, uh, for example, meeting with my attorney, um, which did happen a couple of times in my 53 days of incarceration, uh, they made sure that you were shackled hand and foot. Um, in fact, I still got the scars on my ankles from those things. And and every time it's bend over, let's check you again. It was big, big fun. Um, in one particular incident uh, where I had been thrown down and uh, kicked repeatedly in the groin, um, it was it was kind of an interrogation. And I and I remember they said just. Tell her what she wants to hear, and will stop. And uh, I, I kept telling them, look, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, they, they seemed to really enjoy what they were doing. And the one thing that's burned into my mind I'll never forget, I don't ever want to forget, and I want all the listeners to understand this, while they were doing that, kicking me in the groin, uh, they said, where's your sky daddy? Why doesn't your sky daddy come down and help you? An obvious mockery of my deep Christian faith and my relationship with the the father. Um, it, it was uh, it was everything that you would be afraid could happen to you. Uh, I was clad only when I was when I was clad in a threadbare one piece jumpsuit, scratchy jumpsuit made in China, by the way. Uh, I had been given one. Recycled plastic uh, blanket. Uh, I, I had a, a threadbare sheet as well. Uh, many of the days that I spent in solitary confinement. Now we're talking about twenty-four hours a day. You don't, know, you know, you don't get out to uh, watch TV. No reading materials, none of that. Um, a lot of the time, I spent sleeping on the floor because that's all there was. Uh, I was finally given a sleeping pad per se, which had. <laughs> So much black mold on it, you wouldn't want to put your body on it. And hey,
1: Tom, we, we're going to we're gonna have to cut it right here because uh, we're heading towards the end of the, of, of the uh, time available. But maybe in the future we can have you back on to get into more details and maybe some of the philosophical uh, issues uh, behind uh, what happened to you. And I want to thank you so much for taking time and sharing with us uh, the, the brutality of what you experienced in the American Gulag in DC. And uh, we thank God that uh, you came out alive and that you kept your sanity and that uh, you're not bitter. And uh, that's, that's a good thing. And I wanna thank you so much. Bill, did you have anything to say?
3: Yes, I just would like to say that here, here is proof evident that the forces in this country have uh, taken us so far away from the constitution I mean, obviously, this man's uh, constitutional rights were just violated, thrown into jail, you know, the 4th, 5th, uh, uh, the uh, 14th Amendment. All of these amendments were broken, and nobody is saying a doggone thing about it. Now, you, were, were you uh, uh, given a, uh, a hearing by a grand jury or anything? Hmm. Well,
2: actually, actually, at the very beginning, I wasn't even given a phone call. But there there was sort of a review after I'd been in there for a day or so. Bear in mind, there were no charges brought. In fact, they wouldn't even tell me what I was charged with. Uh, There was no grand jury held until I was in incarceration for at least a week. I might be off seven days, might be eight days like that. But I was refused bail uh, with a a, uh, lawyer from the Department of Justice fibbing Uh, I would like to use a stronger word, but the Lord doesn't want me to do that. He was fibbing over and over. He even told the judge that I had a criminal record, which was false, and uh, that I was a fugitive from justice, which was false. Based upon that, the magistrates just kind of threw the book at me, and they tossed me right back into the hole.
3: Okay, well, uh, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that the next time we come Uh, you come to visit on the Adolescents' Roundtable of Michigan. We are are so grateful that you took the time to spend this time with us, and uh, we'll get you back as soon as it's it's, uh, feasible for you.
2: Well, thank you so much, and I would tell you I'd be glad to be on the program at any time, and I would just like to leave your listeners with this. It was only the my deep belief and my wife's deep belief in and our acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that carried through this, carried us through this to this point. And this is not something that anyone in this country should be subjected to, and I think all of your listeners could be should be concerned because this could happen to anyone, and that's really frightening.
3: That's so 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 true. Thanks again so much, and uh, we will get you back as soon as possible.
1: Thank you so much, for Thank time. you, and have a great, blessed day. You too. you too. Bye now,
3: Ron. That was an excellent interview, and uh, I hope the people out there understand what we're facing. I mean, uh, yep. here they are; they come in and swoop a guy up, and do and have done absolutely no, none of the protections. And 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 giving this man any 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 right now that uh, uh, is uh, just unacceptable, and it should be unthinkable in America. You got uh, people that uh, that that murder people, and and people know it, and they don't treat them like that. That's just that that is uh, just absolutely unacceptable. And people, you better get out there and start fighting for your rights. Because if you don't know them, you don't have any. So this is uh, what uh, people uh, like myself, when we say that this is not a democracy, because the democracy allows all of that nonsense that he went through to, to uh, you know, just flourish. You see it in Canada. You see what they're doing. And that's what we're headed for if we continue to allow people to describe this country as being what it is not. It is not a democracy. It's a limited constitutional republic. And 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 that kind of nonsense would not go on, should not go on, and it won't go on if we do what we are supposed to do. The 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 uh, Democrats what do they do they go out and, and 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 uh have uh mostly peaceful uh demonstrations with uh with with uh fires and and all kind of uh uh stuff that that we didn't see in uh in in that particular thing and this particular gentleman tells you that he wasn't part of it nobody yeah. gives a dog
1: yeah okay that's true. well you so much for that interview ron you're so welcome and, and uh you know this is just indicative of how difficult how big the challenge is and how big the war is that uh, we've got to overcome and like i said in unison and in mass we can fight this and uh again thanks uh, for allowing this and uh god bless you god bless america and may america bless god
3: yeah yeah
1: we better in unison.
3: And then by ourselves, fight this. This is tyranny that we're facing in America. It and it's LSDC. And instead. Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of
4: Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan 48135.